0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Friends, welcome to worship as beloved people of God. Today we are renewed in our call to follow Jesus in the humble giving away of ourselves for the sake of our neighbor. I'm Pastor Mark Hall from United Lutheran Church in Prairie Farm. We are now in the season of the church year that focuses on the mission Christ calls us to, empowered by the Holy Spirit given at Pentecost, and we hear the Spirit's summons of us in the words of the hymn by that name, which poses the question, Will you come and follow me if I but call your name? Will you go where you don't know and never be the same? Will you let my love be shown? Will you let my name be known? Will you let my life be grown in you? and you in me. Before we hear our scripture readings, let us begin with the prayer of the day. O God, we thank you for your Son, who chose the path of suffering for the sake of the world. Humble us by his example, and point us to the path of obedience, and give us strength to follow your commands, through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Our first reading today from the book of Romans, the 12th chapter. Paul writes Let love be genuine, hate what is evil, hold fast to what is good. Love one another with mutual affection, outdo one another in showing honor. Do not lag in zeal, be ardent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope, be patient in suffering, persevere in prayer. But take thought for what is noble in the sight of all. If it is possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave room for the wrath of God. For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Know if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. For by doing this, you will heap burning coals on their heads. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Here ends the reading. And then our gospel reading from Matthew, the 16th chapter. From that time on, after Peter confessed Jesus was the Messiah, Jesus began to show his disciples he must go to Jerusalem, undergo great suffering at the hands of the elders, the chief priests, and scribes, and be killed and on the third day be raised. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, God forbid it, Lord, this must never happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan, you are a stumbling block to me, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. Then Jesus told his disciples, If any want to become my followers, Truly I tell you, there are some standing here who will not taste death before they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. This is the Gospel of the Lord. The most difficult thing in the world for us to give up, as Madeleine Engel writes, is directing our own story and turn to the author, author with a capital A, the author of our lives, God. This has to be done every day, over and over again. Peter wanted to be the author. Peter wanted to be in the driver's seat, in control, directing his own story. And the key for Peter to get control was getting Jesus to change his story, his mission, to get off the path of suffering and death. This would satisfy Peter's own desire to avoid the suffering and death for himself. Jesus had just told his disciples that it was necessary for him to go to Jerusalem and submit to an ordeal of suffering at the hands of religious leaders, be killed, and on the third day be raised up alive. Peter protested, impossible, Jesus, that can never be. But Jesus didn't swerve. In the message-paraphrased version of the Bible, Jesus' response is this. Peter, get out of my way. Satan, get lost. You have no idea how God works. And then Jesus went to work on his disciples. Anyone who intends to come with me has to let me lead. You're not in the driver's seat. I am. Think about it. What kind of deal is it to get everything you want but lose yourself? What could you ever trade your soul for? Jesus calls his disciples to take up their cross and follow him in his way. And what is this way of Jesus? The way of Jesus is pure grace. Jesus' way is serving the undeserving. Jesus' way is loving those who turn on you. Jesus' way is caring for those who rebuke you or reject you. Remember what Peter does as Jesus draws closer to the cross and to death? Jesus' life is on the line, and Peter denies that he even knows Jesus. Three times Peter denied that he knows Jesus at the most critical moment. And the other disciples flat out turned and ran, ran out on Jesus. But still, Jesus does not reject them. Jesus loved them. He loved them to the end. Mark Allen Powell writes in his book, Loving Jesus, for most of us, the crunch will never come in the sort of public humiliation Jesus' disciples faced. It comes more quietly as the poverty of our faith is revealed. Something happens or doesn't happen, and we realize we are not really committed to loving God with our whole heart or loving our neighbors as ourselves. Imagine now, Paul writes, you have taken such a realization to its logical conclusion. You have abandoned the faith, denied Christ, gone into hiding, sought to put as much distance between you and this spiritual quest as possible. It is at that moment that the women who visited the empty tomb come to you with a single message. Jesus is waiting for you to join him in Galilee. Jesus is waiting for you. It's a bit like an altar call. How will you respond? This is the invitation. You can be closer to God, but it has everything to do with Jesus, not you. You can be in relationship with Jesus, but it is on his terms, not yours. The relationship is based entirely on Jesus' faithfulness to you, not on your faithfulness. That's called grace. Undeserved, steadfast love of Jesus for you. Remember Paul's words to the church at Rome, but God proves his love for us in that while we were sinners, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The relationship Jesus offers us is one of the Savior to the sinner. So for us to take up our cross and follow in Jesus' way with Jesus in the driver's seat means loving someone in our life who might sometimes get very annoying or who might get annoyed with us. Martin Luther saw this so clearly and said that anyone who has a spouse or a family or relative has all kinds of built-in crosses. A seminary student studying to be a pastor wrote a reflection recently on his international experience visiting the church in Croatia. As part of his visit he was taken to meet a farmer from the church. The farm was in a very remote area of Croatia where houses didn't even have sewer or septic. He when he entered the house he came into the kitchen and there on the table was an open Bible a Bible that had obviously been handled by a rough farmer's hands and read and reread many times. And as they sat around the table and visited, Jordy, Jordy, the farmer, spoke words of spiritual wisdom and deep discipleship as a follower of Jesus. Jordy said this, Always choose a more difficult path. It's easier for us to be served than to serve. It's easier to take than to give. Serving is the harder path because we are selfish. The path of love is always more difficult. To find life, the life that truly is life, we are called to this path of love. Loving the undeserving, taking up our cross, following Jesus. Our cross comes in the midst of everyday life, in our families, with friends, relating to people we work with, people in our church, people who are our neighbors. Paul writes in his letter, our second lesson that we heard, the the, the reading from the letter to the church at Rome. He challenges the congregation there to face these relationship difficulties and respond to them following in the way of Jesus. When others are doing bad, hold fast to what is good. When hatred is a popular response, love one another. When disrespect is demonstrated, show honor. When you are hurt, bless those who curse you. Always overcome evil with good. You may remember from the news earlier this summer, the incident that took place in New York City's Central Park, where Amy Cooper was walking her dog and refused to put her dog on a leash which is required in the park, and a man calmly requested her to do so. Amy Cooper called the police, and while she did that, the man who had respectfully asked her to abide by the leash requirement video recorded her as she suggested to the police that he as a black man was threatening her life. Amy Cooper not only lost her job and reputation but the Manhattan District Attorney charged her with filing a false police report. What I didn't realize, and you may not have heard, since that incident, the choices of this man, the choices he has made, he has made it clear that he is not interested in aiding the prosecutors in going after Amy Cooper. This man, whose first name, by the way, is Christian, wrote in an article for the Washington Post about his choice not to support the prosecution. These are his words. I must err on the side of compassion. I know that some people may disagree with my reasoning and that this decision is a disappointment. But under the circumstances, it is the only course I can pursue in good conscience. Seems to me, Christians' conscience is captive to a higher way, a higher road. It reflects Christ's calling and summons of all of us. When facing a difficult choice in a situation or relationship, can I ask myself, Am I choosing to follow Jesus? Am I choosing the way of love in what I'm saying, in what I am doing? Whatever cross we are called to take up in the name of Jesus, Jesus is waiting for us there. And his words today communicate clearly that we cannot know Jesus or follow him apart from the crosses in our lives. The good news is Jesus is waiting for you at your cross. What cross is Jesus calling you to pick up today? To take a hold of, to respond to those around you with the way of Jesus, the way of love. Jesus is with you. Jesus will never leave you or forsake you. I want to close today with a very old prayer from the 16th century by St. Teresa of Avila. May you be blessed forever, Lord, for not abandoning me when I abandon you. May you be blessed forever, Lord, for offering your hand of love in my darkest, most lonely moment. May you be blessed forever, Lord, for loving me more than I love myself. May you be blessed forever, Lord, for continuing to pour out your blessings upon me, even though I respond so poorly. May you be blessed forever, Lord, for drawing out the goodness in all people, including me. May you be blessed forever, Lord, for repaying my sin with your love. May you be blessed forever, Lord, for being constant and unchanging in your love in the midst of all the changes of this world. And we pray for all God's people. We pray for all who suffer at this time. Come to the aid of all who suffer, O oh Lord. Uphold all healthcare workers who attend coronavirus patients. We pray for all who are sick from our community. All who are in need of our prayers. Colleen, Lucille, Terry, Brett, Ruth, Leroy, Larry, Bonnie, Gary, Adele, John, Myra, Barb, We pray for healing. Give wisdom to scientists working on a vaccine for COVID-19. Comfort all families and friends who cannot be with loved ones at this time. We pray for peace in our world, in our nation, in our communities. Especially, we are thinking of Kenosha, Wisconsin. For healing from wrongs caused by racism, for rebuilding of communities guided by your just and loving ways, energized by your Holy Spirit. We remember all who grieve the loss of loved ones, especially the family and loved ones of Evelyn Singerhouse. Comfort them and bring them hope at this time. Risen Lord Jesus Christ, you went ahead of us into the grave and defeated the powers of sin and death and the evil one. We remember those who have died, especially those most dear to us. Inspire us to live our lives in resurrection hope, and of that day, we will be reunited with those who have gone before us. And we pray, too, for the beginning of the school year coming up. We pray for teachers and staff and students. We ask that they will be granted renewed learning and growth. Grant them safety at this time as well. And now we pray the prayer our Lord taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.